0: The Bones and Bobbins podcast is now on Patreon. Would you like access to bonus episodes, digital extras, exclusive merch, and Join us in the Curiosity Shop at patreon.com backslash bobbins.
1: Your generous support makes the show happen and will also earn you our very eternal gratitude and entry into our private Patreon-only Facebook group. Where I may or may not share photos of me as a gothy teenager. Yes. Uh, in the coming weeks, so now would be a good time to join. Yes.
0: All the secrets, all the secret fun stuff.
1: Yes, it's true, and that nonsense does not need to exist publicly in the world. <laughs> so.
0: Yes. Yes. If you think, if you think we're weird now. <laughs>
1: In a dusty old shop on a forgotten old street, you'll find two witches with books three boxes deep. Next to rusty old needles and faded red thread, you'll come in for yarn, but leave with pigments instead. Whether poisons or patterns, we're always discreet, where creepy and crafty and morbidity meet. Welcome to the Bones and Bobbins podcast. Hello, Morbid Makers.
0: We are your slightly creepy, mildly disconcerting, somewhat sinister, delightfully discomposed,
1: opaquely odd, merrily morbid, marvelously
0: misanthropic hosts. And this is Bones and Bobbins, Season 2, Episode 6, Witches Get Shit Done.
1: Indeed. <laughs> I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors and the Very Serious Crafts Podcast.
0: And I'm Natalie from Uber Dark Designs, an official true crime creative.
1: What the fuck are you doing, Jack? <laughs> There's just like this sawing on cardboard noise. It's happening. Oh. Oh. Mm.
0: And welcome to the shit show. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. Yeah, I guess it's more than a potential shit show. Um, So, hi. Anyway. How you doing? (laughs) I hate everything.
0: (laughs) Yes. How are you? Also, with the grumpy feels, uh, kind of, I'm a... I, I've definitely hit that that plateau of fuckitness. Um, the last two oh, weeks yeah. of my life can best be described as an interpretive dance based on a series of unfortunate events.
1: True. Uh, very, very true. Yes.
0: Uh, so I'm just going okay. That we'll roll with this too. That that that's a thing that's happening. So let's just we'll tackle this and keep going. Um, yeah. Yeah. That
1: is, well, I'm just not sleeping, (laughs) so.
0: That's, sleep is so important. I literally. It really is. I just got a bottle of melatonin in the mail that I ordered for, uh, for the eldest one who is not sleeping well, and the other two (laughs) bottles of melatonin have, like, disappeared, and when the oldest one isn't sleeping well she'll just text me in the middle of the night which ends up waking me up and then I'm not sleeping well cuz my brain will not shut down cuz it's like oh you're awake let us go through in great detail everything that's happened the last couple of weeks and then let us try to think about the 50,000 ways our plan to correct uh-huh. and get through it is not going to work um so yeah yeah
1: i well i had therapy today and right there was a great deal of me saying to my therapist, I know it's not based in reality, (laughs) but...
0: (laughs) Uh, Brains are assholes.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I guess, well, you have actual activities that want doing at the moment. I just have a brain that refuses to uh, cooperate with medication at the moment
0: I'm giving it the stink eye yeah just you need to get right and let her have some sleep
1: I would like some sleep
0: you deserve sleep fine.
1: sleep is yeah. important I become a
0: very very
1: cranky small creature
0: there is I like I, a I,
1: cranky I, hobbit
0: oh but so much cuter um <laughs> I, I at least my feet aren't hairy. <laughs> I have gone down several rabbit holes regarding the effects of sleep on the human body, and it is ridiculous how many things it's connected to, and how, like, truly important it is, and we don't ever seem to...
1: Go team human growth hormone, (laughs) and also neurological pathway connections. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing that right now. (laughs) Um, Also, I... Just have hives Ooh. for no
0: reason. I get stress hives, and I get a well, stress hump. This is so sexy. I swear to God, i have I have them lining up. A stress I, hump? Yeah, it's like this the spot where your neck like meets your between your shoulders, like right there. Yep. Um, and I get it. it's called my I call it my stress hump. Um, because that is where I carry all of my stress, and it's like a giant friggin' knot when gets at that. So ah, you know, you're a I've habit. got I'm one behind
1: my right shoulder. Nice. That is nice. where. Uh, that has been a problem well since about 30 years it's it's been there about 30 years and thanks gymnastics (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yes well these are definitely stress hives because i have not slept super fun
0: that is not super fun
1: no we should probably like i don't know record this podcast sure. before I stop making sense
0: <laughs> do you know what makes sense what? taking a moment to take a quick break to thank all of our fantastic curiosity shop members over on Patreon and give yes. a totally normal not mm-hmm. at all creepy welcome to our newest member Mark and a welcome Hi, Mark. back Cheryl we missed you hello hello
1: Yes, uh, you picked up. Great time to come back. <laughs> We're very, um, very normal.
0: Yes, super normal, not creepy. And Mister Big Stuff is yelling. Yes, he's excited too. I mean, it's understandable. He's a member of the t- team. <laughs> And eventually, over on Patreon, you'll end up hearing an entire six-hour cut of all of the cat noises that are cut out of So, anyway,
1: hi, Mark. (laughs) Hi, Cheryl. Hi. (laughs) You're the best. I'm sorry, my cat's mad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, nonetheless, you're the best, and we would totally go explore hidden old graveyards in the woods, filled with angry cats... With yes. you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I'll bring the Brenda Drill for your hives. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> oh, I wonder if that will knock me out or make me never sleep again.
0: Oh, 50 50. It will time. go
1: either way. That and there's only bad. two choices. There is no right. middle. <laughs> no middle ground. Uh-uh.
0: So this week, us two exhausted, <laughs> done with life women are going to uh-huh. talk about some badass women in history, because it's Women's History Month.
1: Oh yes, so, and uh, these women are definitely badass.
0: Yes, Um. today I am going to talk about the Hixon or the Night Witches. Um, now, I was first introduced to the badasses known as the Night Witches via the RPG with the same name based on them. My friend Jennifer and I had the joy of running it at Midwinter Gaming Convention in Milwaukee a couple of years ago, and cool. I fucking instantly fell in love with these women because I like to. They research are stuff. amazing. Seriously. Um. And I have to say that just all of my, even though I, I do know, I have a
1: question. Yeah. Uh, they're called die Nacht Hexen. Yes. Uh, see, my tongue won't even speak German. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but they're Russian.
0: Yes, I will tell you why. Because oh, they were named. but they were named by the Germans, and they. Embraced oh, I that. yeah, I knew that. It's okay. <laughs> See, I'm dumb.
1: Tell You're me a
0: story. Dumb. Uh, and it's even though I knew a bunch about them, like just doing the, you know, re researching and doing the notes for this, mm-hmm. actually just fucking empowered me because I'm like, uh, if these badass women can accomplish what they did, like I I can handle the stuff that life's throwing at me right now. Like I've got this. Right. Oh, yeah.
1: They've really put things in
0: perspective, don't they? Seriously. So who are these amazing ladies? Uh, So it all started around June of 1941 with a woman named Colonel Marina Raskova. Uh, She was a Soviet pilot who was also known as like the Russian Amelia Earhart. She Hmm. was famous not only as the first female navigator in the Soviet Air Force, but also uh, for, like, the many long-distance flight records she recorded. Um, cool. Now, around this time, over 4 million troops had pushed their way into Russia. So if you don't know, we're talking Nazi troops. We're talking World War II. And they were threatening yeah. to overtake Moscow. Uh, at this point, Raskova had begun to receive hundreds of letters from women all over Russia wanting to join the war effort. A lot of them had lost loved ones in the war already or sweethearts. Um, Yeah. They just, they they saw what was going on. They were like, what, you know, what can we do? And while women had played support roles up to this point, they didn't actually make it to the front line. So Well, unless
1: they were nurses.
0: Right, right, right. That's, yeah. Yes. So Raskova began to then kind of push for ways to find uh for women to become more involved and she was so successful in this that she actually managed to convince the military uh to begin to establish all female units and in october of 1944 or 1941 an order came down from joseph stalin himself that Hmm. roscova was was to establish a trio of all female air squads cool Now, this sparked the birth of the 588th Night Bomber Regiment. This is the one we're going to focus on. They are the true night witches. They are the only exclusively female team. We're like everyone, from the mechanics to the pilots, the commanders, everybody, all women. From more than 2,000 applications, she selected around 400 women for each of the three units. Most of these students ranged in age from 17 to 26. Yeah, those babies, those that were selected, moved to Engels, a small town north of Stalingrad uh, to begin training at the Engels School of Aviation. They underwent such a highly compressed education. It was insane. They were expected to learn in just like a few months what most soldiers took several years to grasp. So each recruit had to train and perform as pilots, navigators, maintenance, and ground crew. They, Mm -hmm. each one had to be able to do all of those. And now when they were... That's
1: interesting that they invested that much uh, effort into... I mean, the shelf life of a pilot wasn't very long.
0: <laughs> uh, and it should not have been long for these ladies. And we'll get right. to that. I mean, it's crazy pants. Uh, now, when they arrived, they were so... Nothing was nothing was prepped for them. I mean, they were issued of size not. 42 boots uh, and 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 ill-fitting like hand-me-down military uniforms that were made for the male soldiers and their hair was all cut short one of the pilots uh recalled in like a later interview we didn't recognize ourselves in the mirrors we just saw boys there they would literally used to use their own bedding to stuff their boots to get them to fit properly um and they would have to try to cinch the the you know find some kind of belt to cinch the uniform to to fit somewhat
1: oh Uh, goodness yeah and the the boot thing is right like that's you take care of your feet when you're at war that's a thing that is very very important yeah what were they
0: thinking right they were i mean they weren't prepared they were like yeah
1: they were i'm fairly certain that some men had smaller feet than that
0: i i don't know i I would think i
1: mean i i would assume (laughs) maybe i'm wrong i don't
0: know maybe they just bought in bulk and they're like that's it (laughs) so well
1: they did that with helmets
0: yeah uh so the rigorous training and that steep looting curve wasn't just it was it was literally like the tip of the odds that were stacked against this group yeah. The men did not welcome them at all. And in addition dish- in addition to like the long nights and all the like grueling labor they went through, they also faced sexual harassment. Oh, of course. Which
1: is because why not?
0: Seriously fucked up. It pisses me off so badly. Um yeah. Their uniforms were also not the only hand-me-downs that they would receive. Their equipment was literally the worst. The yep. military provided them with outdated Polikarpov Po-2 biplanes, pretty much 1920s crop dusters that oh, had been used no. as training vehicles.
1: Weren't they wood?
0: Yeah. These light two-seaters, uh open cockpit planes were oh. never meant for combat. And were well, lit- no shit. <laughs> they were literally referred to as fucking coffins with wings. Yeah. Not only were they made out of wood, they were made out of plywood with canvas pulled over it. <laughs> the aircraft, That's virtually reassuring. no protection from the elements. Flying at night, pilots endeared, like endured freezing temperatures, wind, and frostbite. And in the harsh Soviet winters, their planes became so cold, just touching them would rip off their skin. The men... Nope, 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 nope. The nope. men nicknamed the planes sewing machines because of the <gasps> sounds the tiny engines made.
1: I mean, to be fair, my 30s singer featherweight that engine is pretty solid even now
0: which i am sure that it is but is it flying a plane with bombs
1: (laughs) i feel like there actually is some sort of weird history of those engines being used for Not sewing purposes, but I can't remember what it is. No, I don't want to fly in anything. I don't want to fly in anything that's plywood.
0: It it gets better. It gets better. Oh, good. So the plane's limited weight capacity combined with the military's limited funds meant the pilots also lacked other luxury, please note the air quotes, Uh items that their male counterparts enjoyed. You know, like parachutes, which were too heavy, radar, guns, and radios. Instead, they had to use rulers, stopwatches, flashlights, pencils, maps, and compasses.
1: In an open,
0: in cockpit. an open cockpit. Hmm. There was a small upside to the planes, though, uh, that the ladies exploited to the full extent. Mm -hmm. Their maximum speed was slower than the stall speed of the Nazi planes,
1: which
0: which meant that ironically, these wood planes could maneuver faster than their enemy, making them pretty hard to target, and they could easily take off and land. They were probably
1: quieter, too.
0: From, like, any location. Yeah. The downside? Pretty much none of the planes actually carried defense ammunition. So if they came under attack, the pilots had to duck by sending their planes into dives. And if they took a hit by a tracer bullet, tracer bullets carried a pyrotechnic charge. Yeah. So their little wooden planes would burst into fucking flames. Oh, good. Yeah.
1: I feel great about this. Right? Sign
0: me up. Starting with an initial bombing run on June 8th, 1942, the all-female squadron would harass Nazi forces with overnight bombing runs all the way until the end of the war. I love them. And right at the peak of the regiment's strength, it had as many as 42-person crews flying multiple bombing runs. As soon as the sky darkened, taking part is as many as eighteen runs in one single fucking night.
1: I wonder how many bombs they could actually carry, since they couldn't six.
0: Yep, the planes Uh, instead of
1: parachutes,
0: six bombs at a time. (laughs) So as soon as one run was complete, wait, were they throwing them out
1: by hand?
0: Probably no. They, they, they could actually. They were. um, Yeah,
1: they have like a ripcord.
0: Yeah. So they carried six at a time. So as soon as one run was complete, the pilots would go back and be rearmed and sent back out for another run. Oh, now, great. Again, because of the restrictions with their planes, they needed to make their their bombing runs at night, underneath the cover of dark. Right. So three planes would leave simultaneously, with two of the airplanes drawing searchlights and gunfire. And then the third sticking to the darkness to drop the bombs. Now, in order to remain hidden, the pilots would also kill their engines when they got near their target, glide over it, and then deploy their payload. Then that sounds that,
1: worse than it is.
0: Then, then hope that started back up to go. Now, as the silence bombers sailed over the Nazi forces, the planes made this whooshing sound. That the German soldiers <laughs> then. I know
1: where this is going
0: now. <laughs> deemed them Nachthexen or Night Witches, comparing the whooshing sound to that of brooms. Yeah, correct. Which they embraced that fucking name. Uh, so the pilots of the 588th quickly took the name on with like great pride. Ru- yeah. Rumors, Brigands. That's a great name. Right. <laughs> rumors began spread, spreading among the germans that the soviets were giving the women pills and treatments that gave them the night vision of a cat
1: Ooh, yes. One of that's the, exciting
0: right one of but the most yeah
1: they wouldn't give them radar
0: right right they don't, or gonna parachutes. Fucking, they don't get a fucking parachute but they're gonna you know hop them up on cat vision uh well, well i mean
1: <laughs> they were probably hopping them up on cocaine oh, to be goodness. fair
0: uh, so one of the most um, famous of the Night Witches, Nadia Popova, uh, who herself flew 852 missions.
1: Fuck me, that's a lot.
0: Right, earning her multiple medals and the title of Hero of Soviet Union, described the situation a little bit more accurately in Albert Axel's book, Greatest Russian War Stories from 1941 to 1945, saying... This was nonsense, of course. What we did have were clever, educated, and very talented girls. Well, yeah. These women became so feared and so hated by the Nazis that any German airman who downed one would automatically be awarded with the prestigious Iron Cross medal. (laughs) Damn. Right? So... The Night Witches... Also,
1: fuck Nazis.
0: Seriously, fuck them. Uh, the Night Witches, again, they flew these multiple sorties every night, all night long. And they prolonged these attacks as long as possible to deprive the Germans of sleep. So not only are they <laughs> doing this... Of
1: being sleep-dried.
0: Right? So not only are they just trying to fuck shit up, their incessant ta- attacks literally turn the Germans into like virtual zombies. Because wow. there was no rest during the day you had the men fighting. during the night you had the night witches. Marina
1: that is delightful, <laughs> right.
0: So Marina early on created a set of 12 commandments for the women, um, which I can't find an exact written out 12 commandments. Um, mm-hmm. I had one, one historical archive discussion. A person hypothesized that they were classified still. Um, Oh, that might
1: be. Or they're just in Russian.
0: Right. Uh, So some of them were predominantly used for strategy during combat. But others were meant to empower them. The first commandment was, be proud you are a woman. She never wanted any of them to apologize for being women or to take pity on themselves for the treatment they were going to receive. Killing Nazis, fucking up the Germans, that was their job. But in their own downtime, they still did needlework, patchwork, they decorated their planes, they danced, and they even put the pencils that they used for navigation into double duty and they used it as eyeliner. (laughs) So, Ah! right? Like, seriously. Ah, Graphite,
1: I hope. I Lead hope to. is probably the answer, though. Oh, but I my still could not goodness. love these women
0: fucking more.
1: Oh now, my goodness! They probably also had to mend the damn male soldiers' clothes.
0: Oh, probably. Like they they dealt with a, a ton of bullshit that I just refused to even. Yeah. I would. I was not in the mental state. I would just get all ragey, and I want to focus yeah. on like all the good shit that they fucking did. Uh, yeah. So by the end of the war. The night, the night Witches flew approximately 23,672 combat sorties. Wow. Co- collectively, they logged 28,676 flight hours. They dropped over 3,000 tons of bombs and over 26,000 incendiary sa- shells. They damaged or destroyed 17 river crossings, 9 railways, 2 railway stations, 26 warehouses, 12 fuel depots, 176 armored cars, 86 prepared firing positions, and 11 searchlights. Plus, they wow. also made 155 supply drops of food and ammunition to Soviet forces.
1: Wow. That's, I, I wonder, and maybe you know, um, what the comparable mail bomber statistics are.
0: That is a really good question, and I do not know that. Um,
1: I mean, it's entirely possible that they didn't keep track. <laughs> they, it,
0: it is, okay, especially when, once they saw these these women, they were like, no, we're not going to compare.
1: Uh, I so, hope they were at least impressed.
0: I would hope so. Um, even more impressive. Now, remember how many women and how much they did. Right. The 588th only lost 30 pilots during the fighting. How? I don't know. It just, it's miraculous. And these women were full-on fucking soldiers. The only thing they had was a pistol. If their plane went down, that last bullet in the chamber was their own. Okay. So they were not to be captured. I have done... A lot I of mean, digging to try to find It's probably
1: better that they weren't captured oh, right. by oh. a bunch of angry men.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um Oh gosh. So, and but... I wish I could find the 30 pilots that were lost. I did find there was two articles that said 32. Um mm-hmm. I did find uh, a couple interesting stories about uh two pilots that were that were decommissioned from flying. And arrested <laughs> because they were caught um taking parachutes and making silk underwear from them uh which is so, hilarious
1: since they couldn't have parachutes right i really hope somebody opened that parachute and just had like a panties right uh, so, cut out
0: <laughs> so they weren't they weren't completely you know tossed out they were just grounded pretty much um <laughs> There were 23 pilots, including Popova, that were awarded the title of the hero of the Soviet Union. Uh, Roskova, the mother of the movement, died on, sadly, on January 4th, 1943. She, I believe, is one of the 30. She was uh, finally sent to the front line, but her her plane never made it there. She was given the very first, very first state funeral of World War II and her ashes were buried in really? the Kremlin. Yep.
1: So they even they got her body. That Yes. That yes. is like recovering her body seems like a pretty big deal given how Reco- they were treating women.
0: Right, recovering it and then giving her the first state f- funeral and then also burying her ashes in the Kremlin. Yep. I mean, that's So respectful. they
1: did get it. Seriously. They did know.
0: And she, I mean, she they, they, they had you look. I mean, you look at the statistics. All of those things would not have occurred if it weren't for her. No, um, no. I mean, wow. The impact that the Night Witches had on World War II is amazing, and it's and ridiculous. they were flying
1: flammable planes Seriously. without any kind of navigation gear or instrumentation.
0: There, it's like a step up from the shit they have you make in the Boy Scouts. I mean, come on. Uh,
1: so I made mean, a hover craft out of plywood once nice plywood and tarps and a leaf blower
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing so their last flight took place on may the 4th of 1945 uh when the night witches flew within 60 kilometers which is approximately 37 miles to us ignorant americans of berlin Three oh. yeah. Three days later, the, Germany officially surrendered. Despite being the most highly decorated unit in the Soviet Air Force during the war,
1: mm-hmm. the Night
0: Witches Regiment was disbanded six months at the, after the end of World War II. We didn't have
1: the ladies uh, right, showing up the boys.
0: Right. And uh, when it came time to the big Victory Day parade in Moscow, they weren't included. Because their planes were too slow.
1: (laughs) Just. I mean, let them borrow someone else's planes. Come on. Uh, Or let them ride along. Let them fly you. Right.
0: Seriously. I
1: I feel like that is very dumb. I I, I agree. Uh, I mean, a lot of things about this make me. I mean. (laughs) they were being outfitted and treated as though they were disposable right and, and they they were treated in that way and they were just like nah we're not going to be right
0: they were <laughs> fucking badass popova wow. died uh in 2013 she was oh either 90 or 91 i can't remember which one but uh, but her role was actually commemorated in a short animation called The Night Witch, which was commissioned in collaboration with the New York Times Magazine's Lives They Lived issue. Oh, and yeah. directed by Allison Clayman. Um, cool. And I'm going to see if I can hunt a clip of that down. I did include an, uh, a short animated movie that I thought was um, decently done. I think it's like mm-hmm. seven or eight minutes um, about the Night Witches. And if you are in any way, shape, or form a gamer... Or whatever, like, want to play an RPG? Um, Getting the chance to play um, as these women is pretty damn amazing. And cool. If interested, I would actually, uh, if our Patreon members are interested, I'd actually run uh, an online version with them because it's just, I fucking love these women. I love them so much. Yeah, I do that. How badass they were! How proud of being women they were! How they literally, in for all intents and purposes, had the biggest impact on World War Two in that in that area than anybody else, and then would still do their needlepoint and, you you know, they hardly got any sleep because they also had to like work on their own planes and it's not like there were separate crews they were all trained to do all of the jobs so they had to do all of the jobs um so i mean at
1: least they were trained to do all of the jobs so maybe some people got to sleep while some people worked oh
0: i'm fairly certain that they managed to tag team and and work together and that's another thing too is just getting all those women they were out all night yeah All freaking night.
1: Like, somebody send the men in to fix those planes. Because clearly these ladies uh, need their sleep.
0: The mere fact that they could make up to 18 runs in one single night and not get shot down or... Like, every single night. Ah! (laughs) What they accomplished is so mind-boggling. And so yeah. fucking amazing! Like there should be statues of them everywhere. Like they yeah. to me represent like the most badass women. Like, yeah. it, period. Just to 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 take on that for their country. They weren't drafted mm-hmm. in. They willingly wanted to do this. No, they signed up. Yeah, they signed up. They crammed. They <laughs> wore men's freaking boots that their own bedding was shoved into. Like. Oh my- yeah like everything about this it's just i love it and i and i love all the photos there are of them yeah it just i i wish i could hug them and maybe their ancestors hunt them down just be like dude your grandma was a badass um because it's amazing it just it's amazing to me uh, what they accomplished and how little recognition they've gotten i mean how many freaking war movies are there out there of you know storming normandy and you know freaking memphis bell i think there's two versions of that movie and that's just some guys (laughs) in a plane like let's let's give the night witches their due i'm not saying that the other people weren't important that they didn't risk their lives or lose their lives or you know i'm not downgrading that
1: but But they also did more than their fair share.
0: Seriously, they weren't storming the beach in Normandy armed only with some toothpicks and some boxer shorts. I mean, they just... They had nothing. They had nothing. Like, the fact that it's plywood covered in canvas, that if their their hands touched it, they would rip off their flesh. Like, all of these things. (laughs) Just... Well,
1: the funny thing is that... The casualty rate is probably so low because of those planes, because they were light and maneuverable, and nice. you couldn't hear them coming in the way that you could hear like a bomber coming. Right. Um. Small engine, like.
0: But the and fact that there's two of them light, light enough, enough went
1: out to, to glide. literally
0: draw fly like fire, like they literally drew fire. Yeah. Like that was- like that—that's the thing. That it's not like they were all sneaks knocking in there and then eating some bombs and whipping out. They—they they went in threefold, two drawing, you know, the searchlights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, what? Yes, <laughs> and, it just... and
1: like they were like, yeah, that—that's cool. We'll, we'll get shot at. So what? In our flammable wooden planes, right? Mm.
0: So, yeah.
1: I I wonder what they were thinking. I don't... I don't know. Probably, um, they weren't, I would guess. I imagine that, much like, um, firefighters running into burning buildings, or cops running into dangerous situations, um, or members of the armed forces. They probably just have to react now, think
0: later. Right. But Also, there's probably a certain amount of, I'm sorry, you told me I couldn't do what?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Involved. Um,
1: I just want to hang out with them.
0: Seriously, the amount of camaraderie that they had to have to function and take that on and only lose 30 i mean yeah. 30 is a lot but but not in the scheme of things it's at all Not
1: really very right. much no at all i
0: mean yeah that's it's amazing I like just, everything about it is just amazing I which don't is understand. why when i was done doing this <laughs> i was like i oh, can't handle what's going on now it's fine be fine
1: Yeah, it it is. Um, Yeah, pretty much all problems look shockingly solvable when you you consider uh, what those women were up against.
0: Yeah.
1: Huh. Well, speaking of night witches... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> the Night Witch is just one of the many names that refers to my possibly historical figure of choice, Lilith. Yes. Yes. Um, right. So, Lilith is complicated. She's got about 3,572 origin stories and almost as many names. Let me uh, read you a few of them out of the Encyclopedia of Spirits. (laughs) Um, She's known as Screech Owl, Beautiful Maiden, Dark Maid, Flame of the Revolving Sword. Yes! Maid of Desolation, Night Demon, Hand of Inanna, The Night Witch, and The Howler. Okay. I feel like those last two could very easily go for either of
0: ours. Right. Exactly. And was not planned.
1: No. (laughs)
0: That's my favorite part.
1: No, I... uh... Yes, I, I texted Natalie a few hours before we recorded. And I was like, guess what? I, too, have a night witch. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, so one legend clocks her in at 13 to 17 names. Okay. Um, so that's just a handful of them that isn't even the handful of them that are supposed to be her actual... Name, like you know, how God has many names um, in certain religious traditions. Um, Yes, it's not dissimilar to that. Um, And it's very much depending on who's telling the story. And depending on who you ask, she is Adam of Adam and Eve fame's first wife, a vampire a wind spirit, a sex demon, a goddess, a killer of babies, Ooh. half human on top and fire on the bottom, which would be a really exciting Land Mermaid. <laughs> um, yeah, Yes. The overseer of sex magic, a gross old lady, the world's... Or, sorry, a gross old lady, a wildly beautiful young woman with notoriously unruly hair, or the world's first woman and first feminist. Also, okay. she wears red. Nice. Yeah.
0: That's my favorite color.
1: It is my second favorite color. Um, but I always, almost always wear red shoes. Uh yeah. So the question about Lilith is you know, is she a legend? Is she a myth? Is she a historical figure? Like what what's going on there? And the answer to that question also depends greatly on your belief system or religious background or lack thereof. Um she's often spoken of as a biblical figure, yet she's only specifically mentioned once in the Bible, um, Isaiah 34, 14, but the description in the verse has been translated in multiple ways. Um, And one of those translations, instead of Lilith, literally says, screech owl. Um, So that's fun. All right. So I'm going to read you the passage that actually includes her by name in Isaiah. And it's kind of long, but it's also extremely dramatic and therefore worth it because God is pissed. (laughs) Yes. So... Isaiah 34 is called Judgment on the Nations. And you will have to forgive me. I am very rusty on my Bible reading cadence. <laughs> because it has been a while since I've recited verses aloud. But I used to be very good at it. So let's, let's give it a go. All right. Isaiah 34. Draw near, O nations, to hear, O peoples, give heed. Let the earth hear, and all that fills it, the world, and all that comes from it. For the Lord is enraged against all the nations, and furious against all their hordes. He has doomed them, has given them over for slaughter. Their slain shall be cast out. And the stench of their corpses shall rise. The mountains shall flow with their blood. All the hosts of heaven shall rot away, and the skies roll up like a scroll. All their host shall wither, like a knife withering on a vine, or like a leaf, not a knife. <laughs> Wrong tool. Like a leaf withering on a vine, or fruit withering on a fig tree when my sword has drunk its fill in the heavens lo it will descend upon edom upon the people i have doomed to judgment the lord has a sword it is sated with blood it is gorged with fat with the blood of lambs and goats with the fat of the kidneys of rams for the lord has a sacrifice In Bozrah, a great slaughter in the land of Edom, wild oxen shall fall with them, and young steers with the mighty bulls, their land shall be soaked with blood, and their soil made rich with fat. For the Lord has a day of vengeance, a year of vindication by Zion's cause, and the streams of Edom shall be turned into pitch, and her soil into sulfur her land shall become burning pitch night and day it shall not be quenched its smoke shall go up forever from generation to generation it shall lie waste no one shall pass through it forever and ever but the hawk and the hedgehog shall possess it the owl and the raven shall live in it he shall stretch the line of confusion over it and the plummet of chaos over its nobles. They shall name it no kingdom there, and all its princes shall be nothing. Thorns shall grow over its strongholds, nettles and thistles in its fortresses. It shall be the haunt of jackals, an abode for ostriches. Wildcats shall meet with hyenas, goat-demons shall call to each other. There, too, Lilith shall repose and find a place to rest.
0: Damn! <laughs> That's a hell of a Saturday yeah. night. Also, I love that hedgehogs are in the Bible.
1: What? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, there there are three more verses that I could finish up on um, w- with even more creatures. So, uh, hold on. There the owl shall nest and lay a hatch and brood in its shadow there too the buzzards shall gather each one with its mate okay. seek and read from the book of the lord not one of these thing or not one of these shall be missing none shall be without its mate for the mouth of the lord has commanded and his spirit has gathered them he has cast the lot for them his hand has portioned it out to them with the line. They shall possess it forever, from generation to generation. They shall live in it.
0: So, is it like a grumpier version of the Noah's Ark thing.
1: <laughs> it has yeah. been a long time since I have like, read that Isaiah. involved.
0: It like two, <laughs> two by two. He's. I mean, kudos for being like, dude, you get a mate. I don't. I I mean... Also, why just the kidneys of the ramp? I have questions! <laughs> I
1: I also have questions about the Lord quenching his sword in heaven and then coming down to these cities. Like...
0: Right?
1: What did the heavenly host do to you? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Pissed in your Cheerios.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, it's... It's like Revelation only theater
0: it, yeah
1: <laughs> I, very very dramatic um, very dramatic
0: i kind of dig so, it though it was super dark
1: <laughs> yeah i know I which is like, why what? i had to read the whole thing because what that's, <laughs> um, yeah
0: that's quite the i, I don't want to entirely use the word tantrum but i'm not sure what else to use i use was a minute i think tantrum is is reasonable and on that day, God too hated everyone.
1: Oh my gosh, that's throwing your toys out of the pram.
0: Seriously. Woohoo. Uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, I have PMS, but <laughs> even then, like, <laughs> there's not that much blood involved, not- is all I'm saying.
0: You're not calling on the buzzards.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, just the crows. Um, and the
0: ostriches.
1: <laughs> ostriches. Uh, I, hedgehogs. <laughs> that was my favorite. I
0: was like, what? Like, which one of these things is not like the other? Uh, they're they so those cute. Cute little hedgehog on its back, just chilling.
1: Yes. Uh, although hedgehogs, I, I think, masturbate a lot. I think okay. that's an issue if you have a pet hedgehog.
0: You get it
1: get it yep just for the record
0: Uh, i think it's a problem with
1: boy hedgehogs
0: specifically (laughs) uh why do i know that anyway (laughs) let's get back to Lilith. um and that's this week on animal masturbation
1: (laughs) (laughs) well oh there will be more we're we're getting there all right so i'm serious um (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> argument could also be made that she was referred to in the book of Genesis which if you don't happen to have grown up in a uh, really enthusiastic evangelical church like I did is where the origin story of man like the Garden of Eden and stuff comes from um but more about that in a second um Back to the question of her existence. Some... She's mentioned in the Bible. And we know that there are some very real historical figures also mentioned there. Mm-hmm. Like rulers that we know existed. Pharaohs that we know existed. Um, but there are also zombies yes, in the Bible. So... It, it it may be a somewhat unreliable narrator.
0: I once got kicked out of CCD Uh-oh. class
1: because
0: mm-hmm. uh, I um I asked if it was supposed to be literal or metaphorical when Moses parted the Red Sea. And I, I guess you
1: know. None shall me. pass!
0: I was that. I
1: can only think
0: of Gandalf. Seriously, I was like, so, I mean, is, does this really happen? Or are we just talking, like, metaphorically, kids? I mean, that, you know. I'm
1: fairly certain it was a tidal wave or a tsunami. It,
0: I don't I I just know you're not supposed to ask. No,
1: no. I have asked a lot of questions <laughs> that, shall not that question. you're not supposed
0: to ask. <laughs> I, um. I... I
1: I may or may not have caused at least one youth pastor to, uh... I'm not sure that I'm the reason that he left. (laughs) But I'm also not, not sure. Um...
0: I got kicked out for asking, uh, my first legendary kick out, I was seven Mm. and I asked if Adam and Eve had belly buttons (laughs) because (laughs) that's a very good question. (laughs) In my head, I'm like, that's how we ate when we were mommy's tummy. And if they were made out of, she was made out of a rib, like she didn't need a belly button. So did they have the belly buttons? I don't know. I asked all kinds of weird questions that I thought were perfectly normal, but apparently not.
1: Huh. Yeah, that is... I don't have an answer for that. (laughs) And... Yeah, okay. So, in addition to being mentioned in the Bible, Lilith is also mentioned in the Babylonian Talmud and in the Dead Sea Scrolls, in which she is most definitely a demon. Okay. So... Alright, now we're going to go back to Genesis and how she may or may not be in the Bible the second time. I think she is, but nobody asked me. So according to Jewish legend, Lilith was the first woman and first wife of Adam. And honestly, this is my favorite version of the Lilith story. Which proceeds as follows. So, enter Genesis one twenty-seven. So, we're at the very beginning. Wow. All gotcha. of a sudden, in my head, I just got Genesis, Exodus, Exodus Leviticus, <laughs> Numbers, Deuteronomy. Oh, my I goodness.
0: Don't, I don't know First and
1: second that. Thessalonians.
0: Oh, Why?
1: <laughs> um, I, I'm done. I, I know that there are... Other people out there chanting right along with me, though. Um, Egyptians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, okay. Anyway, I'm uh, done with reciting books of the Bible for a moment. <laughs> so Genesis one twenty-seven reads: So God created humankind in His image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So, he created them, Mm -hmm. uh, both male and female, in his image. Uh, So, there must have been a woman before Eve, and perhaps she was Lilith, because... I seem to recall this whole Adam's rib thing creating this, creating Eve, and that just said that God created male and female, them, at the same time.
0: Uh, I I saw it recently argued as well that if God created man and woman in his own image, then technically God himself is non-binary.
1: Yes, I like it.
0: Makes sense.
1: Speaking of, we're going to go into a lot of male and female here. Uh, There's not really much getting around that in the Bible, but trans folks, NBS, everybody out there, we see you.
0: We love and support you.
1: Sure do. All right. So, back to my confusion. Uh, <laughs> turns out, when you ask what happened to the whole, or the question, what happened to the whole Adam's rib thing, mm-hmm. it turns out that fucking was what happened about it.
0: okay. Yeah. Wait, so, with the rib by themselves?
1: No, the rib isn't involved. Okay. Um, But fucking is the reason that the rib had to happen.
0: Okay. All right. So,
1: according to this version of the story, Adam wanted a wife who would just lie there and think of England. But Lilith <laughs> wanted to be on top. Nice. And Lilith argued that they were made of the same thing at the same time, and therefore they were equal. And yes. Right. And Adam thought that a woman should be submissive and subservient to men, which included, very specifically, him being on top when they had sex. Now I have a couple questions.
0: So Adam wanted a pillow princess.
1: Uh, Pretty much. But also, how did he know he didn't like having a woman on top? They're like
0: a couple hours old. Maybe. Maybe not only that but there's infinitely more positions than just one or the other right on um, top there's I,
1: I mean not according to the bible <laughs>
0: well, i guess not but uh, uh, i mean also i mean way, you know way to get to the sex and like right off the bat i guess yeah
1: yeah so lilith wasn't having that bullshit So she yelled the secret name of God, which amazingly is called the Tetragrammaton. Yes. That's Um, a good word. Yeah. Which refers to the four Hebrew letters that make up the name of God that people aren't allowed to say. Okay. Um, It's a thing.
0: So Lilith was real pissed and she was like ah. Yeah.
1: So okay. she yelled the secret name of God and literally flew into the air and noped right on out of there. <laughs> Which I guess invented divorce. <laughs> um so maybe don't tell the Catholic Church. <laughs> Just saying. And now, with Lilith out of the way, or not out of the way in some stories, uh, Eve could enter the scene and apparently be no fun in bed. (laughs) Lilith, on the other hand, swoops on over to the Red Sea, where she takes up killing babies and pregnant women.
0: Okay, that's not fun.
1: No. In some stories... Some angels try to bring her back to Adam, and she's like, "Ha ha, fuck you." Um,
0: I would have gotten down if she came back for Eve. That would have been storyline. I'm. That is exactly
1: where I'm going. Oh uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> so there are also some versions of this story where she's the snake <laughs> in the garden. Ooh, yes, yeah, and um, or that she convinces. Eve to eat the apple or that she entices Eve in some way to not take Adam's bullshit. Nice. So yeah. And those stories, to be clear are not, they aren't like biblical canon. Yeah, although I mean, at least part of them, as far as i understand from medieval judaism is um especially within kabbalah okay but as i am not jewish i don't know as much about that as people who grew up in that tradition would
0: and as far as I know, with my knowledge of mm-hmm. um, the various degrees of uh, the Jewish faith, when it comes to the mm-hmm. Old Testament, I would trust them more on it than,
1: yeah, that, than that a Christian-based
0: seems one because they that—that's yeah. their jam. That's their jam.
1: Well, and Kabbalah is, from my understanding, um, mysticism. Correct and so it it seemed like there were some blanks filled in and some story fleshed out that does not necessarily come up in the written record before that that doesn't mean it didn't exist because lots of things were burned, including you know a really really important library yeah. Uh and a lot of information was lost. Um so now that my favorite part of the story is over, I am going to walk you through a few less scintillation less scintillating see, I can speak. I'm doing <laughs> great. Uh <laughs> versions of who Lilith is so the first record of her actually existing comes from the epic of gilgamesh in approximately 2000 2000 bce um so that is a long fucking time ago yeah and in the epic of gilgamesh she seems to be a malicious being who's Haunting a tree and preventing the different sex goddess from making her home there. Uh, And that doesn't seem to be weird in later stories. Lilith is often said to live in trees um, or also in wells. I
0: feel like stay away
1: from the well.
0: If she lives in trees, then her being involved in the Tree of Life apple situation, highly Right?
1: Yeah. All right. So, eventually, it would seem Gilgamesh causes Lilith to flee to the desert in his particular version of Lilith existing. All right. So, by the 7th or 8th century BCE, in what is now the Middle East, um, like, broadly, Mesopotamia, Mm -hmm. uh, Lilith's reputation was already firmly solidified as a danger to mothers and children, and amulets with her name on them were hung on doors and over cradles to protect the women and children, from Lilith coming in and killing them. Um, obviously, at the time, infant mortality rates weren't understood. Right, Childbed fever certainly wasn't understood. I mean, I'm sure that people understood that it, well, at least as far as women dying in childbirth, I'm quite sure that they understood what was happening, yeah. but not necessarily why. Right. And so that is sort of where she seems to lurk for a while. That makes sense. And by the fourth or fifth century, Mesopotamians were making incantation bowls engraved with spells for protection from Lilith, who is now a known demon. And a bit later, boys would wear amulets bearing the name of three angels, you know, the ones that were supposed to go get her when she uh, decided to fuck off from Adam. (laughs) And she was like, nah. Um, Those guys. And so bearing the name of those three angels... To keep them safe from Lilith until circumcision. I also read that the amulets could bear her name as well, or basic translations of, oh God, Lilith, go away. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, but so.
0: doesn't circumcision happen like pretty much right off the bat?
1: I think that it happens within seven days at okay. this time. And um, I was listening, I listened to a bunch of different podcasts from a bunch of different traditions and backgrounds mm-hmm. when I was doing the research for this. And one of them, I, I think it's called Sunday School Dropouts. <laughs>
0: um, nice.
1: Yeah. Night. Yeah. And I will link to all of these episodes that I listened to in the show notes as well, in case you want to take a deeper dive on Lilith. But, um... I... From what I understand, it is seven days for boys and 21 days for girls? Oof. That they would need that protection? Or maybe it's the other way around? I can't remember. But... I, Because I think you're right, I think that boys get circumcised within that first week at that time. Um, that that was, that they are probably the earlier ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lilith keeps herself very busy with the babies and the pregnant women, eventually wandering into the realms of tempting, innocent men into sexy things. Ooh. Because you gotta branch out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, for their part, just as a side note, Greeks and Romans seem to think she was a vampire.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Like you do. And sure. that is actually in vampiric lore in many places. Um, sometimes she's the mother of demons, sometimes she is the first vampire, some, like, there are, there are does, lots of things. She's yeah. sort of a catch-all. She's very, very diversified in her portfolio.
0: She also seems to be living for quite a long time, so I can see how that would be... Well, at this point,
1: she's not corporeal. Okay. She has not been corporeal. Well, I guess... In the Epic of Gilgamesh, she was a spirit yeah, um, already. And oh, at right. the point where she takes up killing babies and pregnant women over by the Red Sea,
0: like I my think she is a
1: supernatural being okay. at that point. Um, I think the whole screaming God's secret name and flying off was what did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. So now, guess what? It's Mm. the Middle Ages, and now she's also a sex demon, because fun. Um, Specifically, she is said to be a succubus who causes nocturnal emissions (laughs) uh, from from innocent sleeping men. Oh, so innocent. Yes, and uses the product of said emissions to impregnate herself and produce hordes of half-human, half-demon babies. Okay. Which would be funny, except it's not because demon rape isn't cool, because no rape is ever okay, but also... It's pretty funny the links that men will go to to explain wet dreams and right? also blame them on women.
0: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Just
1: saying. Um, and weirdly enough, in the Lilith can basically take on any form. Sometimes she is married to another fallen or she is married to a fallen angel and produces demon babies like thousands of them and uh because she left adam a hundred of her demon babies die every day um
0: dude what's that gestation period like then right um (laughs) short
1: and so that that is a thing um in some Parts of her mythology, she's barren, and that is why she is so interested in killing mothers and babies. Because she's jealous. Mm. Um, But what seems by the Middle Ages to be the prevailing understanding of Lilith is that she is a sex demon impregnating herself.
0: Okay.
1: And it gets... It gets kind of a bit complicated because she's seductive and wildly attractive. And so it's one of those good men try to resist her things. Okay. And, but also some myths have her just sneaking up in the middle of the night in your dreams. So I don't know. Don't rape people. Um, Yeah, seriously. Yep. However, if you're into temptresses and you happen to be trying to seduce this particular sex demon, you should probably know that she also likes black cats, rides on dragons, and walks under the waning moonlight. Also, Uh, sometimes she's a dragon.
0: I like all of those things.
1: Yeah, me too. So let's go on a date yes. with
0: Lilith. Absolutely.
1: All right. So there are just so many more variations from various cultures. Uh, there's a really, really good article from a website called Biblical, <clears throat> excuse me, Biblical Archaeology. And they do just an excellent job of really hitting the high points Mm timeline-wise of Lilith and her appearing within either cultural elements um, like amulets or bowls um, and the written word. And so that's super interesting if you want to have sort of a more academic look yeah. at what's going on. But I'm going to move on a little bit from history and go to witches. Okay. So if you happen to be a witch right now, in, like, a modern witch, Willis probably means something entirely different to you. And maybe isn't particularly recognizable in all of those myths. So, today, uh, Lilith is basically one of the female deities that you can partner with as a witch um, and pay tribute and do spell work in connection with like there's there are a lot of things going on between Lilith and witches
0: is it the the same Lilith?
1: yeah (laughs) um but now Lilith is a symbol of like femme power and self determination because she wasn't she wasn't interested in being on the bottom all the time um And she is known for being unabashedly unashamed of her sexuality. And she is known for directly seeking pleasure. And she also says no to men and creates boundaries on her own terms. And she does not follow the rules if they aren't in her best interest. And so... It makes complete sense to me that she is someone with whom modern-day witches connect. Um, I personally have not historically had a deity that I connected with um, in my witchcraft. But I learned something kind of funny while I was studying Lilith um some of you may or may not remember because I'm positive that I have mentioned this and if I haven't it's weird and I should mention it Mm -hmm. um I collect glass hands and I have them all over like antique glass hands and one of the altar symbols if you are dedicating an altar to Lilith is hands yeah so it would seem that I have been accidentally connecting with Lilith which kind of makes sense because my misspent youth was deeply misspent in the best <laughs> of possible ways <laughs> yep and so there are obviously a lot more personal variations um within witchcraft and within specifically wicca and also pagan traditions um there are i think as many versions of all of those connections as there are origin myths of her Mm -hmm. so um I will not try to cover everything because I'm, I'm just right. gonna drop the ball and somebody's gonna email me. But I do actually welcome emails on the, if you connect specifically with Lilith. I would oh. love to hear about that if you'd like to share. Yeah, so.
0: absolutely. So, does yeah. she does she have a demise story then, or is she still?
1: Oh, no, she's kicking. Yep. Okay. Um, Well, I mean...
0: So I don't... It
1: depends on, I guess, she may or may not be in hell creating demon babies.
0: See, and I think... I have an issue with the whole baby killing and baby mama killing. Like, that makes me sad. But I also can see how that would be a fucking patriarchal tool To keep women in check
1: well the interesting thing I think is that if you put up those amulets or if you were wearing them or if you put up plaques or had the bowls you were protected from her she wasn't gonna mess with you so that I am assuming that it was women who were making and acquiring these
0: items right
1: So, like, she's not gonna go after you if you specifically ask her not to, right? Which is interesting. Respect. Like, and she does. Mm -hmm. She does not seem. uh, I I didn't find any stories in which she didn't follow her own rules, but she made those rules. Right. She said. I mean, she she wants attention. Um, Right. Which makes sense, because she is filled with sexuality and pleasure-seeking, and at the time, that was not seen as a positive quality for women. Right. It is, in my opinion, now. I don't, I don't necessarily want to hang out with uh, anyone who doesn't think that that right. is a perfectly acceptable way to be, but she provided... Ways for women to get around her interference. And as far as I know. There. She could still sneak into the dreams of men. Even if they had like the incantation bowls or whatever set up. So I don't know. It's. It it is interesting. Um, Sometimes she is cast as the protector of well protectress i suppose but no we'll go with protector of women and babies
0: i think she got a bad i mean now
1: now um she is currently um seen as like the protector of sex workers um and like the embodiment of femininity and fertility. And so I don't know, we seem to have taken her back in okay. a way that I can really get behind.
0: I agree. I think she got a bad rap. I think guys blamed her for a bunch of shit she didn't deserve. And uh yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, she was right. Made at the same time out of the same stuff. Yep.
0: Equal. Equal. Yep. Anyway,
1: that is Lilith.
0: That's amazing!
1: Yeah. Uh, there, oh, she's just so interesting, and there was just so much. Like, I could have done three episodes on Lilith alone. Right? So...
0: I, I was wondering how you are going to do it, and I... I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Exactly how you handled it.
1: I mean, I mostly skipped the death. And, uh, yeah, mostly the death. I didn't think anybody needed to handle any of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) All right. Speaking of death. (laughs) I I
1: was going to say, I I transitioned and didn't mean to. (laughs) All right. That um,
0: brings us to the weekly worst way to die.
1: Da da da. All right. So, how would you not like to die this week?
0: I would not like to die from accidentally ripping my flesh off while just trying <gasps> to. Ah! Run out of me. Ah! That that's my yeah. Ah! I, yeah.
1: Ah! Um, that, that just. Uh, that hurts to think about. It makes my tongue numb. Oh, no. uh, uh, um, I would personally not like to die from any form of Lilith when she's angry.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I do not want to piss her off.
0: Yep, I do not. I I think we would. I think we'd all be besties. Like I can totally see.
1: Oh, I agree, but I wouldn't cross her.
0: No, abso- no. Nope. I think she may have slightly bigger dick energy than you, but only slightly.
1: <laughs> I think she does. Yes, I, I I, bow to the size of her metaphorical phallus. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I just said that out loud.
0: You did. And on All that right. note, do you want to be spooky internet friends? <laughs> Uh uh-huh i bet you do now (laughs) did you want it because we don't stop when we stop recording Uh, you can find us at bones and bobbins on instagram facebook and twitter or you can just hunt us down at bonesandbobbins.com
1: and don't forget to rate and review this podcast it pleases the internet gremlins and that's how we show up in recommendations so the other morbid souls can find us Um, also if you would, it would greatly delight me if you left a review over on Apple podcasts telling me about your cat. I want to know about your cat.
0: You can even just put Lilith sent me. That works too. But kitties, definitely. Tell us about your cat.
1: Yep. It, or it your helped. connection with Lilith, whatever. Yep. Um, we want to okay. know, and that is an extremely helpful way to, well, we'll definitely read it and it will not get lost in email because, I mean, you're not supposed to read the comments, but we read the comments. We read the comments. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, um, please, I've just almost said something deeply inappropriate right
0: there. <laughs> Us? Deeply inappropriate?
1: Never. This <laughs> And it's a word I don't even use. Wow. What in the Lilith? <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, um
0: On that I... note. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna leave you with some advice <laughs> that you should never ever forget. No. Don't fuck with Lilith. Lock your doors. And
1: don't run with scissors
0: <laughs> or with
1: Lilith on a bad day yeah. <laughs> yeah I also think you should not fly planes made out of plywood
0: right if and you if have you the t-
1: option not to
0: right but always always hurt a Nazi when you can just saying
1: mm-hmm yep yep Nazis not fine by Nazis
0: each episode of the Bones and Bobbins podcast is written and researched by Haley Pearson-Cox and Natalie Hoyce. Our music was composed by Loyalty Freak Music. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Bones and Bobbins. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts so you won't miss a minute of our strange and creepy content.